Hey friends, welcome to the Mosaic Podcast. I'm Shannon Leibold, and I'm here with my co-host Lynn Martin, and we're so glad you've joined us. This is a podcast for the women of Wallenstein Bible Chapel and beyond. It's a space where we celebrate how God is turning brokenness into beauty. Each week, we chat with a guest and share stories from our own lives. As Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's masterpiece, His work of art, and He's shaping us into something beautiful in Christ. Welcome to the Mosaic Podcast. This is episode 22, and welcome to March. We've just turned the calendar, and it's March. And uh, maybe spring is on its way. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be it would nice. Be very nice. There's just a few things that we want to highlight for you, things that are happening at WBC. Um, if you're listening to this on the day that this episode drops, then tomorrow we are having a workshop for women of WBC at the church. And uh, we're going to be doing two different workshops, one on Bible study methods and the other on prayer. Yep. Yeah, so uh, we'd love to see you there. We'd love for you to come and join us. And um, we're just going to, you know, learn ways that we can get to know God better. So if you are interested, um, we'll put the link in the show notes to contact the church so that you can register for that. But all are welcome. We'd love to see you there. Yeah. And another opportunity that you may want to uh, join in on is uh, Monday afternoon prayer for women at the church. And Lynn, would you just tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So really, it's just um, we gather for just a half an hour. We we keep it. We try to keep really um, respectful of the time because we want people to know that they come and they go and and that life goes on. Not because we want to diminish the importance of prayer, but we just want to honor people's time. It's a beautiful time together. Um, it's, It's not a large group, but anyone can come at any time and it's just a really lovely time. There's something about gathering in prayer together that um, it's just lovely. So that's in the sanctuary. So again, if you're local, we would love to see you. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that I wanted to highlight is um, our March Bible Challenge. So I've started kind of just uh, on a whim, but it's it's really fun. A Bible Challenge for each month. I've started that on my Instagram, uh, Scripture and Story. But I've also been sharing it to the WBC Women's Facebook Facebook page. And uh, in January, we wrote, we hand wrote the book of Hebrews. And in Which Febu- was awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. It was fun. And in February, we uh, read the book of Colossians 20 times. So just the idea of repetitive reading. If you don't know what Colossians says after 20 times of reading, then... Yeah. <laughs> it's just a great... It's a simple way to get God's Word in your heart, for sure. And so for the month of March, we are starting... Um, a paraphrasing activity. We are going to paraphrase a few of the Psalms, and that involves, you know, putting the Psalms in your own words, perhaps as a prayer back to God, or just kind of, you know, restating the thoughts in your own words. And again, that's that helps with comprehension, and just is a beautiful way to interact with Scripture. So I invite you to join us. And that's something that you do in your own home, right? You not you don't have to. We're not gathering to do this. It's just something that. Um, it's an accountability, really, but really no one's checking. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's just, just between you and the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so three opportunities for you to um, get engaged with, with one another in community and, and get to know God better. And we should say, too, actually, that if you have questions, if there's anything you want to know more about, feel free to message us through the Facebook group. And, yeah. and we're happy to answer or, you know, put comments on there and... and yeah, we're happy to talk. Yeah, and if you haven't uh, followed along on either Instagram or Facebook, the Mosaic Podcast, please do that because we are, you know, posting questions there and quotes from the books and yeah. all sorts of things. And dreaming and developing more ideas of how to use that yeah. forum. So, um, yeah, please, please avail yourself of that. Yeah. Okay, so today's podcast, uh, we're really looking forward to uh, starting a new book together called Your Beautiful Purpose by Susie Larson. Uh, we'll be having a conversation with Carol Harrington, and so that's just, it's going to be a lovely time with her. And then we'll have uh, some Bible teaching and an art piece. And we're starting a brand new theme today. Mm-hmm. We are diving into the, um, the topic of calling. And our, our, um, our title for this theme is Calling All Christians. Right. And uh, the idea is that all of us are called, and we're going to talk a bit more about that. So let's dive into the book discussion. And I just want to say, as we do, if you are not reading along and you uh, don't have this book or don't have any interest in reading along, that's okay. That's more than okay. You do not have to read the book in order to... Uh, listen to the discussion. Yeah, we are. We design our discussion, uh, and I say design loosely because that makes it sound like we're more prepared than we really are. <laughs> but but our goal is not to have anyone feel like they have to read the book. Hopefully, you just from hearing the discussion, you're you're challenged and inspired. If you want to read the book, you'll definitely get more out of it than you would if you don't. But um, but certainly, I think you can get get some really important things just from listening to what we. We sort of cull from the... Mm-hmm. And I have to say, too, this is one of my all-time favorite books. It uh, When I read it a number of years ago, I just loved it. I think I highlighted almost every page, every word. <laughs> um, just love this book. And I'm reading through it again a second time, and it's blessing me. Um, it's blessing me again. So it's a really great read. All right. And so while we're in full disclosure, I will say that up until a few months ago, I had never heard of Susie Larson. So if Shannon had me on any kind of pedestal that I know about all the books, <laughs> I did. And all the people, <laughs> I have hopefully effectively knocked that down because yeah, I had never heard of her. And and then in the course of like the, those next few months, her name showed up everywhere. Yeah, of course. It's so funny. <laughs> like, people would quote something from her or... Anyway. So, yeah. if uh, ever I were to meet Susie Larson, I would have to apologize for not, <laughs> not knowing of her before. Today, we're going to be discussing Section 1 and Section 2. So, Section 1 is called Embrace Your Purpose. And then Section 2 is Trust God's Timing. So, let's start with the, the short little introduction that she gives uh, for this book. Um, she gives some uh, points in terms of what you're going to gain as you work through the pages of this book. She says, you'll learn to believe that God desires more for you than just to get by. You'll learn to sort through the anxieties and insecurities that hold you back. Put your fears under your feet and set your jealousies aside. You'll learn to dream with God about your beautiful life purpose. 
You'll learn to understand how God is using your current trials to train you for a greater purpose. You'll learn to silence the enemy's condemning voice and tune your ear to God's song over your life. Lay hold of God's promises in a fresh, bold way and walk forward in a new level of holy confidence and humble dependence. It's a tall order for one book to cover all those things, but um, I am sure if you were listening to those points, that at least one of those things kind of hit you a bit deeper, resonated a little more fully, um, because it's so easy to let anxieties, that's the one that got to me, anxieties and insecurities hold you back. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure. Really, really important. And Lynn and I both have highlighted a section where she mentions mosaic. (laughs) She says, God's will for you is your best case scenario. I marvel at how he lovingly takes our broken pieces, our tangled up fears, our worst mistakes, and creates a mosaic of beauty that impacts the world. It's like our tagline. It could be our tagline for this podcast. So I think we're on the right track with this book and sticking with our... um, vision for what this podcast is meant to be so let's dive into chapter one it's called believe you're called so lynn was there anything that stood out to you in this chapter okay so if i were going to write a book which i'm not but if i were i don't think the very first sentence of the very first chapter of the book believing that you have a beautiful purpose that i would say have you ever noticed how faith steps as in exercising your faith. Faith steps can bring on a little nausea from time to time. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, I know. It's actually it was very affirming to me, but I thought, yeah. It's not doesn't mean you're not on God's path if you feel nauseous about doing something. Which is really encouraging because I feel nauseous an awful lot <laughs> when I'm doing something I know he's called me to. Yes. What a what a great way to start. That's funny. Um yeah. Really, it's a good chapter, and really, it's just essentially saying that it's important to know you. God has a plan for you. You are called. Yeah, and and so what does it mean to be called? She says, in technical terms, a calling is a vocation or a line of work. Um, but then she quotes Ephesians two ten, which says, "We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago." So this idea that God has made us to do wonderful things that he planned for us. And he's created each one of us with a purpose and made provision for that purpose before we were born. It's just an amazing thought to think that our God would do that. Yeah, that he is that interested in including us in his His kingdom work is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, and that fear is a part of it, And he, but but he compels us past that, yeah. to, to, go, to move on past that. She says, life is too precious to simply live in reaction to our busy schedules or to our binding fears. We have work to do that will change us, fulfill us, stretch us, and beautify us. And I love that because I don't know about you, Lynn, but often I am just living in reaction to my busy schedule. Oh, of course. I think I think we can all say that, especially coming out of, uh, you know, a long, cold winter. Mm-hmm. It's... I, uh, I always say there's a winter me and a spring and summer me, <laughs> and they are not the same people. And and my winter me just wants to hunker down, and I'm not dreaming dreams. I just want to get through yeah. often. Um, yeah. She gives the example of Peter when Peter calls out to God and, and says, is that really you when, when Jesus is on 
the water. Um, and, and he says, if it's you, call me out and I'll come. And Jesus says to come. Um, but she emphasizes there that Peter asked to be called. And I thought that was really, really good. Um, do I really say to God, like, I don't know where you are. I can't see you, but but I want to come there. Do I have that level of faith? That's um, certainly something that I would like to have, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I can say it all the time that I have. Me too. She also emphasizes that there are two parts to your call. There's, you know, the kingdom call, kind of the overarching, yeah. you know, grand purpose for your life. And then there's the daily call. It's the 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 daily work that you do. And you can't ignore the daily call in order to fulfill the kingdom call. And I think I have to be reminded of that because there's a, a dailiness to my purposes in, you know, in my home and raising my kids and yeah. um, going to work and all those things. Well, and that those are part of our calling as well. Yeah. They just don't um, maybe have the same shape that we would like them to have. They don't, they're, they're not romantic yes. for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then when that doubt comes, like in the case of Peter, he, he started to doubt. And when that, um, that happened, according to Warren Wiersbe, it says that that means standing uncertainly at two ways. So he was looking at two mm-hmm. ways instead of one. And so to keep our focus fully on Christ then everything else slips away and we don't see it. But as soon as we start looking around, then that's where we lose um, lose focus and start to sink. Mm-hmm. A divided a divided attention or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Chapter two is called Love Your Story. And um, so she talks about kind of the story that God wants to write on your life and the idea that you know, we have to trust God with our story. He's He's written it, and and we need to trust Him with it. We embrace a heart of thanks and faith by looking for Him in every nook and cranny of life. Uh, and I I love that. Well, and she she spends a lot of time in this. Um, I say almost like calling us to account um, as far as. Recognizing that God has a calling on your life means you can't be jealous of someone else's calling on their life. Mm-hmm. And and it's so easy to look at at Sally or or whoever and think, oh, they're doing what I want to be doing. There, there's That's not how God works. And there's so much more to him than, it's not like he just has one plan for one person. He's using each, he wants to use each one of us. Mm-hmm. And that jealousy can take root and, and destroy mm-hmm. um, any work for God uh, before we've even begun. Yeah, it's so true because we, you know, we take our eyes off of him and we're looking to other people and it just destroys um our, our focus, our attention, our our hearts are are not in the right place. And she doesn't just leave us there with feeling guilty about being jealous, but she she says um, tells us to remember that what we notice in others is something that we already possess to some mm-hmm. degree, or at least have the potential to. And so it doesn't mean that you're not going to maybe be used in the same way as that person. And it can resonate because it it can then encourage you and spur you on. So to be encouraged by it instead of being jealous. Right. Right. Yeah, that is interesting because often what you see in other people is is 
um, maybe a a more developed version of the seed that God has placed in your yeah. own heart. And it just helps you to maybe understand better what you should do. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And so section two is called Trust God's Timing, and chapter three is Wait on God. And I don't like this chapter. <laughs> and this is a hard, this is hard. We we none of us want to wait, especially. I think our culture tells us you don't need to wait for anything. Yeah. You know, even like the latest and greatest is out there, and you should get it now. And um, yeah, to be asked to wait is is completely countercultural. It and is, yet, and yet essential in our our journey with God. And I think this is the chapter where she talks about um, a dream God had placed on her heart. And then she saw that dream being realized in another woman. Yeah. And, um, you know, she was tempted to, she was in a place where she was waiting and, and it seemed like, you know, she wasn't living out her dreams in the way she had wanted to. And God spoke to her and said, if I never call you to a speaking and writing ministry, but I simply ask you to pray for that woman, would you do it? And she said she got down on her knees, um, put her face to the ground, took a deep breath and prayed, um, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. <laughs> and I just think that is so me. I don't know that I'd have a good answer right away. Well, those she, are hard questions. Oh, when I know. You, when you have, like we've talked about this on the podcast before, where you, Shannon, feel very much that you know what God's calling you to. And I don't have that feeling the same way. And But I do have the longing for that. And so when you see something that looks like something that you might kind of like, you just you just want to be there. You want to arrive. We all want to arrive instead of realizing and re- recognizing that it's that waiting time. That's the building. That's the growing. Like there's yeah. roots are being put down deep yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, this story that she shared, I mean, it just, it touched me in places that I, (laughs) I maybe didn't want to be poked, but you know, just that God would ask her to pray for this other woman who is very clearly living out her dreams. I can identify with that. And, and she did, she spent a season, you know, unbeknownst to this woman, the woman didn't know. And she prayed and prayed and prayed for her. And, um, it was what God was calling her to do, and that's it's it's humbling and it's hard. It's hard, but it it's taking jealousy and putting it where it belongs, mm-hmm. and just saying no, no to jealousy. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pray, and it changes your perspective yeah. when you do that. Um, and it's surrendering your dreams, like it's it's it taking is. them and holding them with an open hand yep. and saying, Lord, if I never do what I think you've called me to do. It's okay. I'm going to still praise you. Well, and she goes on from there to talk about just the honor, the fact that God allows us to do anything for him at all, Mm -hmm. ever. Um, And she says, honestly, it's unfathomable that God allows us to carry things so dear to him. His glory, his power, his Holy Spirit, his message to a lost and dying world, knowing that we will at times make mistakes. So he uses us on Monday and knowing full well that we're going to blow it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that, that, that convicted me. Because if I know that someone's going to fail, 
I'm not going to ask them to do something. Yeah. Even if they do it really well the first time. I'm, I'm yeah. going to hesitate, but that's not how God works. Yeah. He has so much faith in us. That's amazing. She says, over time, I learned to pray this simple prayer. Lord, I trust you in this place. If you make me wait, it's because you're making me ready. You give your best gifts to those who trust in and wait on you. Well, and then she she contrasts, um, because I think it's easy to think, oh, I'm waiting. So I'm in this season of waiting, so that means I don't need to think about it. That's not what it means. Um, She she says living numb. is not at all what what we're being called to because it's easy to live numb mm-hmm. and just sort of set your dreams aside but that's not what that means to wait um we have to respond to god and and rest through this whatever is going on and and then see what's going on but the big thing there is that all of this is not about me mm-hmm. um it's about god yeah amen Chapter four is called Face Your Fears. And yeah, when we when we talk about calling and purpose, I mean, there's a lot of fear attached to that, especially when we sense God calling us to step beyond our comfort zones and to do something that's scary. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, this is our kind of living example, this podcast. This is so far beyond my comfort zone. I can't even begin to tell you. You know, this is, I'm the same person who was scared to sit in a different area of the church on a given Sunday and to go from that to just talking and not knowing who's listening and and not being afraid of that and knowing that God will use it if he chooses and he won't Mm -hmm. if he chooses not to. And either way, it's fine. Um, But but the enemy has so many lies to tell us. Oh, yes. And fear is one of his strategies. Huge strategy. Um, yeah. And and the fear of humiliation, the fear of saying the wrong thing. Like, it, there's lots and lots of areas. Where the fear of what people will think. Yeah. yeah. She says, this was, this got me. Um, she talks about living in fear personally for a long time herself and how paralyzing it was. I can relate to that. But then she says, I lived an abiding life in God. Because it wasn't that she didn't have a faith. I lived an abiding life, but for a very long time, I missed out on the abundant life. Mm. I thought, oh, that's good. That is (laughs) good. That's really good. That is good. She talks, too, about being led by God out of your comfort zone into the faith zone and I like that we often talk about stepping outside your comfort zone but she labels that area the faith zone well and you know what's interesting because this shouldn't be surprised but God speaks in so many different ways but we just had our prayer time this week and in the prayer that we we um, worked through the words were to turn my fear into faith like Mm. a prayer to God so not only does he just Um, take care of our fear he transforms it yeah it's beautiful that is amazing that is amazing so lots of of great great things in here about calling and purpose and um i'm excited about this book um we'll uh take a look at the next section on our next episode but it's not too late if you do want to get your hands on this book go ahead and do that i think you'll be blessed
We're here today with Carol Harrington, and uh, we're looking forward to just a lovely conversation with you, Carol. And I don't know you very well. Um, I know we've had a couple of conversations, but um, I would just love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, what you do, what you love. Tell us about who you are. Okay, so um, I am, well, a uh, wife to Tim, uh, who is an elder at Wallenstein. Um, we are coming up to our 40th anniversary in are August. You? Oh, so congratulations. That feels like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and yet really short in, another, you know, in other ways. So, um, so 40 years and we have two children, uh, Ryan um, and Christina. Christina uh, is Christina Morris, who goes to Wallenstein. And she has been on the show before, so if you want to go, go back, back and, and listen and <laughs> connect the dots. For sure. Um, we have five grandchildren, a uh, 15-year-old, two 8-year-olds, a 4-year-old, almost five, she will be quick to tell you that, and a 3-year-old. So it's very busy times when we have the family together, which has been definitely challenging over these couple of years right um so uh what i do i'm a fabric supervisor at lens mill store in hawksville you have a title oh i have a title (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you do everything there (laughs) well most of us do it's a very much a teamwork because it's small it's a very small staff so we all sort of work together and um yeah so I've been there. I actually realized tomorrow it'll be 25 years. Oh, really? That I've been ah, there. So wow. Mm-hmm. So we know all the nooks and crannies of that place, and which is saying something because if you've been to a lens <laughs> mill, there are a lot of nooks and a lot of crannies. <laughs> Well, I know I love going there to Lens Mill and knowing, seeing you there because I always know that there'll be a smile and mm-hmm. lots of help. Well, we, <laughs> you know, we, we always say we're out in boonie land and so we do need to have good um, service or else people are not going to drive that extra. So, right. And I feel very strongly that a lot of, I would say the majority of the staff would be believers Um, and so I feel that makes a difference oh for the flavor of that particular one right so So tell it so tell us then what a typical day like you spent are you full-time there Mm -hmm. so that a typical day is obviously going to revolve around Mm -hmm. being there right Alarm at 4.45. I'm a morning person through and through. Wow, that even beats me. Because I'm a morning person too, but 5.25. Oh, that's pretty good. 4.45 comes once in my life. That's all. Well, I do love the morning. That's my productive time. So, quiet time. I get the wash going, the cleaning, whatever. And quiet time for sure. Um... And then uh, that's done. That's the before work, and then work from eight thirty, usually till six thirty or so. That's a long and day. It is a long day, um, and I realize that because of my less than young age now, I don't get as much done in the evening anymore. Because yeah. you know, I used to do canning and things in the evening. Yet, yeah, well, that doesn't happen. Well, so. that's a ten-hour day. Yeah, that's a very long work day. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. yes. So, yeah. So anyways, I during the week then, the evenings are lunches and supper and 
there. We're done. Hopefully, <laughs> rest. Yeah. rest. Well, and it's nighttime that we're recording, so it's actually you're right. really extending yourself for us tonight. <laughs> so <laughs> you must go to me. bed early to get up at four forty-five. We try for nine thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it would be yeah, and that definitely has changed too. With, yeah, with the age. Yeah. So well, nine thirty is my bedtime too. Yeah. So yeah, we'll <laughs> get you out of here before then. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds oh, <pretty> good. <laughs> so Carol, we are talking about calling mm-hmm. and purpose in this kind of series, this series of podcast episodes. So we just wanted to know when you hear the word calling, does it fill you with fear or with excitement or something else? So. I, what I, my little notes that I wrote to myself here, um, I, I wrote anxiety. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, which isn't very spiritual <laughs> at all. It's honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, like I was sharing a little bit before, um, when I think of a calling on the vocational end, I feel like I completely missed that and didn't listen well to God's voice so um, then that's always when I hear that word then it's always tainted I guess with that memory it's interesting that it has stuck with you that long that you are Mm -hmm. that aware of that Mm -hmm. Um, and so what I hear you say is if you could go back you would change it yes Um, so knowing that I wonder if someone needs to hear that today that if you're not sure but you but because you're afraid Mm -hmm. I'm thinking you would say no don't worry about the fear Mm -hmm. just do it Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and was it fear that kept you from pursuing that I think yeah I think so honestly um yeah I think there's definitely one of the things is, is yeah the fear of failure yeah. And so um, how I couldn't see, like when I step back and look, I can so clearly see it from getting awards to, like, it was just so obvious, but there was just, yeah, I think it was But just hindsight is twenty twenty. You it's can't see it that clearly yeah. when you're in it. Exactly. When you're living it. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely, if I ever have opportunity to speak to young people, then... Or, or if someone's older and going, going for something, and say, just, just do it. <laughs> just go for it. There you go. Right? But I'm guessing then as a result that there are lots of times now where you have now just done it and just gone for it because you have that history. Yeah. I, we're off script now, so I'm going to write off guard maybe, but It's an interesting mm-hmm. thing. It, it is something to, yeah, to consider. It just, hmm. yeah, I'm not sure how to answer that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that it, I mean, I totally caught you off guard mm-hmm. there. But mm-hmm. um, you, you are just such a lovely person and, and everything. Like, you're so welcoming and and um, it doesn't ever feel like if I see you at your work or at church or wherever that you're out living outside of your calling, outside of your purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, I think God is using you exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. So... Um, mm-hmm. So in light of that, what are some everyday things that you know you're called to? In like you, you talked about a bigger thing, but I'm mm-hmm. sure there are lots mm-hmm. of things right now that you know you're called to. Yeah, well, and I guess one of those things, I just wrote a couple things down here. I'm called to prayer. Right. Mm-hmm. 
it's certainly not as I'd love to have that a bit more structured shall I say mm-hmm. um, just I just think it's so important yeah it's so important and with our fast-paced life that we live it's just really hard to find that quietness now having looked at those earlier um, uh, sessions that you had uh, talking about the hurry you know right, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. just finding that Sabbath in the middle of, of all that of all of it it's really challenging yeah um, challenging to all of us mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. just because we've talked about it doesn't mean we've we've mastered it right, right? like I mm-hmm. don't personally and in certain times like I would say recently I've had a really hard time um, with consistent prayer mm-hmm. so even though we talk about it and encourage it as being a good thing it doesn't mean that we're, we're yeah. succeeding all the time right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and the other thing I had thought with, thought about was we're called to love mm-hmm. and that that has been um yeah that's been one of the really it took a real hit with this whole covid time and the store um gotta hold it together here um it has been agony um with having um guidelines set down that were pushed back so many times and, you, and so you're speaking not of staff but of customers customers yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah not staff but just having to face that day, day after day after day was exhausting and I just found myself getting gnarly almost inside <laughs> because yeah so that one I would say I know it's what we're called to it's what you know they'll know us by our love right as as believers but and outwardly (laughs) outwardly I was still okay but on the inside I just felt like it's wearing you down yeah and so I think that then with this whole even the calling thing is just I I just feel like I'm in a, a a place of a, a sort of process or I feel like I've been in kind of a dark place so mm-hmm. that was another reason I felt when asked to do this that I'd love to run as far as I could <laughs> the other direction um, because it just yeah I feel like I'm not to see beauty from again do oh, I see say. that <laughs> well and would you say like I think I mean we could we, Probably all, I'm, I'm sure, we all have scars of, in different shapes and sizes mm-hmm. from COVID mm-hmm. itself. And one of them, especially when I think about our younger kids, mm-hmm. but probably everyone, it's this waiting time. Like we're, And it's this forced waiting time. And especially when I look at my, my teens and 20-something-year-olds, they aren't getting to live. Like this is adventure time. Right. This is like, yes. you know, checking, like doing new things. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. they've had to st- not be able to do that. And so right. I'm hearing you say that too. Like yeah. you're you're just in this time of, okay, when will this be over? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's definitely better now. But That's it was so good. very, very intense a time. And uh, mm-hmm. really hard. Very, very difficult. And, mm-hmm. and 
you know, this pandemic has has called us as believers to love one another, mm-hmm. right? Despite mm-hmm. differences of opinion, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Mm-hmm. It it yeah. just is. Yeah, it's yeah. hard, and right. yet that's what God calls us to. Exactly. So I think you're expressing something that a lot of us feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because we know. Yeah. You're right. That's we are called to that, and it should be different for <laughs> yeah. us, right? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. So, Carol, through trial and error, have you realized some things over your lifetime that you are not called to? You just know that that's not your thing. Um, so Besides being on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> but I didn't know that until now. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely tried teaching um, in, you know, in Sunday school particularly. And I'm not convinced. I I personally love learning. I could be a student all my life. I mm. just love learning. But you have to be able to take what you learn and somehow get it into them. Right. And um, so, yeah, I would say I tried it. And it's not like it was probably a complete miss, but it wouldn't be where I'm thinking there's maybe other things that are... Yeah more where where I would be well you've so. said before too here you are working at lens mill which is a craft and hobby store for lack of a better word and you are not a craft I and hobby not. <laughs> no I know I was telling somebody today well you know they all think I'm a quilter or you know just because I work there I said no actually that's not true I don't really do much sewing I can sew but it never looks good enough for me so you're probably the most knowledgeable person <laughs> of different types of crafts and hobbies for someone who doesn't do it right <laughs> oh I know one thing that I don't that I know is not my calling and that is knitting <laughs> oh no <laughs> I was in the the knitting 101 yes, with Lynn yes oh that my well. oh <laughs> it was that hurts a little. <laughs> it was not your teaching. Oh, guaranteed, it was not your teaching. That's very it was sweet. supposed to be relaxing, and it just wasn't. It was, I just was. Everything was so tight, I couldn't even get the needle in. <laughs> All right, so, so not knitting. That's not, fine. Yeah. I can I can deal with it. If you need something knit, you let me know. Um, but how has God? You you talked about you know feeling that you weren't. You didn't know maybe obey God's purpose for you, but how has He clarified your purpose now over the years, and has it changed as time has gone on? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I haven't. I didn't focus as much on thinking about the the change. Um, right. Well then, as yeah, I think what what went through my mind was the encouragement. So involved in widows ministry. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. The other thing that went through my mind um, is hospitality. Although, of course, we know right now that's very challenged. Right. Um, I always laugh because one of my dreams, and Vera says I'd have to live a very long time to pull this off, so highly unlikely, but my dream is going through the directory and starting with this one and then asking them to who, who would they like to get to know or whatever, and then work through the, the directory. So, oh, that's a great it's idea. A, it's a big dream, but uh, a little big. Well, <laughs> all dreams are big, and you just yeah. start with little pieces of mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
for sure. So anyways, yeah, that kind of thing. Well, encouragement and hospitality, those are things you do in your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, it is actually. We have, um, yeah, we do. It's amazing the opportunities we have to um, even be sounding boards. Uh, right. A lot of times regular, you know, regular customers, not even always, will just lay it out there because you're you have you know a while that you're cutting for them and yeah they they will yeah share things uh, if you if if we listen right right so how are you and you know if we notice hesitation are you like are you doing okay and and that often you know opens well and doesn't that speak to how few people are um, feel listened to because mm-hmm. if they go to a store to buy some fabric and that's where they get their opportunity to unload that speaks to something really sad for them in their own lives mm-hmm. but how wonderful is it that, that you're willing to listen mm-hmm. in that environment yeah, yeah it is it's, it's kind of a yeah it's, it is a unique situation I guess to uh, an extent I feel what I try and do is not look at them as just a customer, right? As a person. Yeah. And And that's a ministry. Like that's a ministry Mm -hmm. of encouragement and Mm -hmm. presence, right? Because you don't get that very often. No. And increasingly in stores, you don't get that. Because I go into a store, I don't even want to look at people because I... I can't really see them anyway, so I just go get my things and and get out. Yeah, get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe you've answered this question already, but um, can you describe a time when you knew you were in the center of God's will and how did you feel? Yeah, that one is a toughie. Yeah. Um, and and we can think about vocation in more than just, or sorry, calling in more than just vocation. And, you know, you've been a mother, right? Mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're a mother, you're a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, in those roles, would you say you've been at the center of God's will? I would say um, <laughs> when I watch, actually, probably both my children, I, I'm amazed at how they're really good at talking things through. Um, if there's issues or whatever, I don't feel like I was particularly good at that. And I, I wonder if, I wonder if part of that, I see it as a generational thing, hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. not completely, but a generational thing, a little bit. Um, I don't know. So I have heard Christina <laughs> say many a time, I just need to talk to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that is true now, I guess that I was, speaks I was, to something really beautiful yeah. that you you nurtured and created <laughs> for sure <laughs> and we do have a great relationship yeah for sure that's wonderful yeah um so yeah i just feel like it's again you said 2020 is is always much better um but i <laughs> not I feel the like, year but <laughs> <laughs> hindsight hindsight <laughs> yes um but it's um uh yeah i think it's it's good to encourage those things. I want to encourage them in that because they say, way to go. You know, you're you're listening and I feel like I was more of a reactor. Um, so it, it's lovely. And I've talked to them both and they said, oh no, 
you did a great job. And so I think, well, thank you. That's very gracious of you. So, But that's what uh, we all want as moms, yeah, right? To yeah. get to that place. Yeah. Really, my For children sure. rise up and call me blessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And then, yeah, the grandchildren, definitely. Um, we have, I would say, a, a, a good relationship with them. Actually, on Saturday, we're having a, well, Friday night sleepover again with the two boys and nice and then birthday thing on the saturday so nice mm-hmm. so that'll be we, it's it's good we're thankful to be close by yeah there's so many that are far, far yeah away and we are very blessed all right carol we've come mm-hmm. to the the uh, big question <laughs> or you can make it as big or as small as you would like but um you know we are the name of our podcast is mosaic talking about um going from brokenness to beauty, is there a time in your life where you have felt broken, but God has turned it into something beautiful? Yeah, well, I think, I guess I'm feeling a little bit like I had shared earlier that that I'm at that. I feel like that's sort of where I am, working to see that beauty um, right. in, in the situation, just... Um, yeah, with this, with the stressful situation, having come through that and just feeling like there's pieces that need to be picked up here. Right. (laughs) Looking to see the beauty come out of it. Yes. It hasn't quite come yet. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Um, yeah. I, and, and part of that perhaps is just feeling like you're supposed to have it all together. Right, mm-hmm. where it, that's the notorious thing. I'm supposed to have it all together. Well, that's just not the case. Um, I always think, you know, while there's life, there's hope, um, <laughs> and God has promised to finish this work. And uh, just the thought of needing God's grace every moment of every day, um, and then needing the eyes to see that it's right there and available. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I. Yeah. I, I, I don't do great with specific things. I always stumble around with that kind of thing. But that's, it's also one of the reasons why I felt like, should I even be saying yes to this? Because I you felt know, like, okay, we're, we're, I'm feeling like I'm still in that sort of place. And so. you know what? We're all in process, yeah. right? We're all, God is working on all of us to create something mm-hmm. beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, in his time, in his way. And... Yeah. And so there is hope yes. <laughs> because God promised, right? That right. he's going to complete the work he mm-hmm. started in us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, for sure. Beautiful. Um, Carol, we like to end each uh, podcast with some rapid fire questions about some of your favorite things. And so um, you can just kind of answer with one word, one word answers. Uh, the first question is this, what are you reading right now? What am I reading? Um, I am reading uh, the book. <laughs> this is where, let me see. Uh, 1,000 Gifts by Ann Voskin. Oh, good. Okay. Is it yes. one or ten? Oh, maybe it's ten. No, maybe it's ten. Is it one? It's 1,000. Is it one? 1,000. I was just kidding. You're probably up to 10,000 by now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So my girlfriend actually in London um, and I do a study on Sundays at four o'clock, a Zoom uh, study. Right. And um, so we decided that we're going to do that one together. Okay. So we read the chapter and then we share um, things that are highlighted sort of in the book. Nice. Have you done that for a long time with her? 
Yes, we just finished, um, uh, it was a study called Awaken, um, sort of a devotional one by Priscilla Shearer. Yeah. yeah. And it had places to write in, so we would do the devotional, write our notes, and then share that. And it's a lovely nice. way to stay in contact yeah. with a long-distance friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've been doing that, yeah, we pretty much through COVID. It's been a nice connection because normally we'd get together and we just haven't been. So yeah, she's nice. immune compromised, so she's very careful, and so we yeah. we get together on Zoom. Nice, Great. good. Hmm. Uh, coffee or tea? Oh, without question, tea. Tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to think about that? At all? <laughs> no, not one moment. <laughs> McDonald's or Wendy's? Oh, well, I've definitely been to McDonald's more than Wendy's, okay. so there you go. <laughs> Starbucks or Tim Hortons? Well, that would be definitely Tim Hortons. Yeah. yeah, Starbucks is probably more specialty. Yeah. Well, maybe they do t- They do they tea, do tea, tea as well. Okay. I only know that because I take my kids. I don't, okay. I don't yeah. get anything. <laughs> um, a favorite podcast. Do you listen to podcasts? Besides I, this one, of course. No. Okay. That will not be me because my brother took all the techie brains that there were in the family. <laughs> so I am not did a Did he ever? He certainly did. <laughs> and my brother is Bruce um, Reed at right. the chapel, just for those that don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> is that your brother? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be forever learning connections. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, it's oh, that true. is for sure. Okay. So, yes, he took he took all the brains. Graciously, though, he is the most willing person to share <laughs> yes. his expertise. And so I am the receiver of that. But. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> uh, your favorite snack? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like all sorts of things. Oh, hmm. A favorite snack. I really, I do enjoy cookies, I guess. Okay. Mm, yeah. But, but yeah. really, candy, cookies, popcorn, anything. just about anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. And our last question, what is your go-to comfort activity? Like to, to rest mm. and relax, what do you like to do? Probably... Well, there might be two things. Okay. Um, but one is definitely birds. I love bird, bird watching, oh. although I'm not on the level of Shirley Martin. Uh, Bauman. Martin. Bauman. Was Martin. Martin. Now Bauman. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I really enjoy watching the birds. Okay. Totally enjoy that. And then I do enjoy, well, baking and, and um, reading, but yeah. I don't get to do a lot of, a lot yeah. of the reading anyways. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Carol, you are a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. Anyone who comes into the store or has the, the privilege of meeting you would just know that right away. Like you're just easy to talk to, and you just make people feel at ease. And I think you have such a gift that I just think the problem is you don't see it. <laughs> but my you husband do. would say that too. <laughs> Listen to your husband. <laughs> I should get points for that. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Carol. It's been a lovely, yes. lovely conversation. Thank you. Many will be blessed, I'm sure. Thank you. It's time for our art piece. And today I thought instead of introducing a new art piece, it would be a good time just to sort of recap 
why we have chosen to have a piece of art in with um, our podcast. Meeting one another in story, in art, and in Christ. That's what Mosaic stands for. Why did we choose art? Um, so for one thing, it takes time to look at a piece of art, whether it's a poem or an actual, you know, painting um, or music or another kind of art form. You have to slow down. You cannot take it in without doing that and, and really looking or examining that piece. And is that not a discipline that we need today more <laughs> and more? Um, it is so easy to just live a life of distraction and and we must slow down, pay attention to fully feel and experience um, a true piece of art and, and ultimately God. So our goal in this is to point you to God. We, we choose pieces of art that, that hopefully do that. I'm reading a book right now called Discovering God Through the Arts by Terry Glaspie. And he says... Art in all its forms has the power to awaken us. We so often sleepwalk through our lives, missing the many little wonders spread out before us each and every day. The arts can function as an alarm clock to jolt us into wakefulness, keeping us from uh, bumbling inattentively through our lives. And then he quotes C.S. Lewis, who says, we can ignore but we can nowhere evade the presence of God. The world is crowded with him. He walks everywhere incognito. And the incognito is not always hard to penetrate. It's what really is hard is to remember to attend. In fact, to become awake. Still more, to remain awake. So both of these quotes, these men talk about this attentiveness, this um, need to awaken in us wonder um, and, and looking at things. And art can do that in a way, in a different way of our brain that um, other things cannot. So as we go um, on in our, in our sessions, in our podcasts, we're going to continue to show you different pieces of art. But for today, instead of introducing you to something new, I want to invite you to go and notice something yourself. And whether it is um, a piece of art that you know of that you just want to look at and examine, or a poem that you want to read and examine, or what if you went and looked at one of um, God's greatest works of art in his creation? There's so much to see, so many things you could, you know, just really pay attention to a bird. Um, Carol talked today about loving birds, and, and you just know that that delicate creature, how does that little thing live through the winter? Um, and the cold and, and all of that, it looks so delicate, but it, it is hardy and it survives. And look at the sky. What color is the sky today? Look at a tree. Look at the shape of the tree. There's so many things that you can just... Uh, see and marvel at and it's all there for us to look at and, and God's inviting us to do that so that's our invitation for you let's turn now to scripture to see what it has to say about calling and purpose 
You know, we often talk about calling and purpose as if there's one specific thing that we are called by God to do. And, you know, we have to spend our lives trying to discover what that one thing is. We assume it's a mystery we have to solve. And some of us try various things, despairing that we have not yet found our calling. And while I do think that God has specific plans for us, specific good works for us to do, like Ephesians 2.10 says, I also think we often miss the part that all of us as Christians are called. We share a general calling. We are called to know Christ. Mm -hmm. Did you know that there are at least 51 uses of the word calling in the New Testament? 46 out of those 51 times refer to becoming a Christian. Four, refer to living a holy and peaceful life. And in just one case, one instance, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verse 20, the word calling is used to speak of the station for which we have been appointed. So by far the majority, when the Bible talks about calling, it's talking about um, our calling as Christians or our calling to become Christians. So let's look at a few verses that speak to the calling that is used for becoming a Christian. Ephesians 4 verses 1 to 3 says, and this is Paul speaking, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So we are called to walk worthy of the calling to which we've been called. And what is this calling? To be Christians, to be Christ-like. 1 Corinthians 1, 25-27 says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were noble of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. Here again, the calling Paul is talking about is our salvation. 2 Peter 1.10 says, Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. And what are these qualities? Well, he had just talked about virtue and knowledge and self-control, steadfastness, godliness, and love. So the calling here in 2 Peter refers to our salvation and our living like Jesus. Bethany Jenkins um, on the Gospel Coalition blog writes this, Too often we over-spiritualize calling and make it about self-expression instead of faithfulness to God and service to others. We search for the perfect job, just what we're called to do, and we use calling as a trump card to replace perseverance, risk, and qualification. You know, I think she might be right. While we do serve a God who calls us to specific tasks and specific vocations, and we're going to talk about that, our primary calling is to know Christ. Wow, Shannon, you guys who are listening, it is overwhelming to me how many times God uses this and brings this podcast together in ways that it like it looks like we have it all planned. Because how much does what you just said echo what Carol <laughs> just shared with us? 
We did not plan that. Not at all. We had no idea what Carol was going to say. And I feel like her life just affirmed all those things that you've just said. Yeah. That's really lovely. Really lovely. So uh, as we close up today, I want to thank Carol for joining us. Thank you, Shannon, for opening your home and for us to um, have this chance just to meet and gather together. Um, we look forward to next time where we uh, go on to our second section of the book, Your Beautiful Purpose. We are only doing three sections to finish this book, so um, we'll be in the second two-part section mm -hmm. of the book. All right, so we're going to close in prayer. And for this um, season, or whatever you want to call this little group of calling, your, calling all Christians time, I'm going to close in this prayer that comes from Romans 15 because it really felt today that this is what God wanted me to hear and so I pray it's what someone out there needs to hear also. So here we go. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mosaic Podcast, a podcast for the women of Wallenstein Bible Chapel, where we meet one another in story, in art, and in Christ. You can subscribe by going on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast so that you will be notified when the next show drops. Also, please be sure to check out our show notes for more details and join in the conversation on either Facebook at mosaic.podcast.wbc or on Instagram at mosaic.podcast. We pray that you will be inspired and encouraged as you travel your own personal journey from brokenness to beauty.